the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's Jim, and this is episode four of the Maximum Intake Podcast with myself and Gary Falkowitz. You'll see in this episode, or you'll hear, I guess, that I'm starting to express some frustration with our old model. I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm seeing the suggestions that Gary is making about switching over from attorney-laden, attorney-heavy consults to a leads team consult method. And you'll hear that I talk about this one Thursday when I had eight hours straight of consults. And, and I said, you know, that at least a third of these consults should not have been consults. In other words, there was no case. There was never going to be a case. And that was two and a half hours of my life that I'll never get back. So the great wisdom in Gary's approach is that it just gives you attorney time back that you really can't get any other way. And for me, attorney time is more valuable than money and my time is more valuable than money. So having the opportunity to switch to have the intake team be the ones to ascertain whether the person has a case or not was a huge game changer for us. The other piece that goes right along with that and that it's important to allow the intake team to sign a case up is is their ability to tell the potential lead of what the legal fee is going to be. And so having that information available to the intake team and allowing them to share that, it really just cut down on quote-unquote consults or potential new client interactions that really aren't going to lead anywhere because the people simply aren't going to be able to afford us. So I'm really excited about this episode. I like how the show's been going so far. We've gotten a lot of great feedback. If you like this episode, please be sure to share it out in our Facebook group or let people know. Leave us a comment, and we'd love to hear back from you. We'll probably do a Q&A at the end of the series with Gary, so stay tuned for that as well. Thanks a lot. All right, so we're back with Gary after technical difficulties. Gary, good to see you. We're going to talk today about we're going to go over our intake, the initial call one more time. And I have a question for you about when do we talk about the cost of working with us and sort of the handoff from the intake team to the attorney. I've been talking to the team here about sort of this idea that you have of like really grabbing on to the client when they call because that's sort of when they're at their most interested level and how when we, you know, put them on pause and set them for a consult and charge them for the consult, how we're sort of leaving a lot of people behind. And so I think I have buy-in now on sort of trying to make this a seamless 
they call in, they get screened, and then if appropriate, they get passed on to the attorney. Yeah, that, that's the way to think about it for sure. You know, one of the things we discussed, and I'd like to know, you know, I'm going to keep the ball in your court for a moment, Jim. I want to hear your thoughts on what you thought made the most sense from a process standpoint based upon some of the options we discussed in terms of discussing the pricing, getting something signed electronically, which cases would be warm transfer. That's something that, now before I give you that, that opportunity to answer, something that I think we made some headway with was uh, an understanding that we can certainly qualify leads to the point of knowing whether we want to sign that and then investigate it after we sign it. We can do all that on the first call. There doesn't have to be, and this is for everyone watching, regardless of what business you're in, you got to change your mentality to sign, then investigate, not investigate, then sign. You must assume that there's a competitive nature to what you're doing. You must assume that there's somebody just as hungry as you are. You must assume that the claimant has options. So with all those assumptions, and there's a lot of assumptions there, um, you've got to get to the point, which I think we did as a team over here, you got to get to the point where you make a decision on that first call. Do I want to sign this case? Is it worth more investigative time and resources from me or not? And now let's get to the point where you think it's worth your time to get the case signed or that it's worth your time to try and get the case signed. What stood out in our prior conversations to you as either a challenge or as something you'd be interested in trying? Well, it certainly resonated. You know, Tyson and I have this Maxim Lawyer Guild, and one of the members was talking about trying to do paid consults for the first time ever. And I was like, mm, well, I've been trying that for a long time, and I know that is a filter. But I also believe that you have convinced me with the work that we've done in asking the disqualifying questions that there's a better filter, right? And that the $100 might be pushing some people away, that the $100 is still imprecise. I mean, Gary, I had a solid day of consults last Thursday, and those were all people who paid $100, and so far we haven't gotten a case out of it, right? So ah. that's like six hours of consults, half hours apiece, and none of them are cases, right? And I do think that I've always been sort of this guy who wants everyone to like him, and so I've been trying to help everybody. And and even with all my YouTube videos, I always say, hey, if you have a question, give us a call. And it hasn't been very discerning or very much of a true screening. Let me ask you, I mean, let's talk about those six. That's a great, that's a great little test day. Um, so six meetings, no clients. 12, um, meetings, 12, 12 meetings over six hours. Oh, 12 meetings, six hours, no clients. So my first question to you is, when they paid you $100, did they pay you cash, credit, check? Did you have to have them fill anything out? It's just that the, the uh, scheduling people take their credit card information. Okay, so they took the credit card info ahead of time. Um, the ones that you met with, how many of them did you, after the meeting, say, I really don't want that person as a client. I don't think we can help. I'd say probably a third. Like a third never should have been a consult. So let's talk about that. What could we have done better during the initial conversation to have come to that conclusion? Well, of course, Gary, they're still operating on the old method. So the old method is you call the office, you have an immigration question or a series of questions about your case, and you want to talk to a lawyer. Okay, great. We'll schedule you. That's it. So looking back, would our... Would the qualification process that we created have disqualified at least one of those 
uh, at least one of those or two, a couple of those uh, third cases. Uh, the four cases, how many of those would have been disqualified at with, with the qualification process we discussed? At least two. So two of the four. Okay. That's an hour of time. Yeah, it's an hour of time. But more importantly, and this is something you know, if they were willing to give you their credit card information, okay, and assume that 10 of them, let's assume, so it was uh, 12 meetings. So 10 of them would have qualified and gave you credit card information. I promise you, nine out of those 10 would have rather signed a document at no cost so that you could begin an investigation on their behalf as opposed to $100 with no promise to retain you as a client. Yeah. Or as a leader. That's interesting because you're viewing it from their perspective and I'm viewing it from my perspective. Yeah. I think from their perspective, it probably is asking more of them to pay $100 to you than it is to ask them to become a client. Yeah, and, and what I thought you were going to say is that it's probably wasn't an ideal experience for them. I mean, some of them, I think some people definitely get value for their $100. Like, they get they get a lot of good information. Like, one of them, Gary, it was like, like, we don't ever help people, like, fill out forms, you know, on their own. But we get pretty close to that sometimes where people have specific questions. They're getting ready to file, and they're confused about certain things. So they get great value for that $100. But then some people are probably frustrated. It was like, oh, boy, that didn't work out. I really wish I hadn't done that. Of those eight that you are hoping and had hoped would sign an agreement, have you looked into why or thought about why they have? I think people hold on to their money right now. It's 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 like a little bit of our 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 rhythm is off a little bit. It's it's we're getting less actual signups after consults than we used to, and I would say it's last three weeks. Did you ask them to sign while you met with them to sign a retainer and pay some more money? We, we, there are people that we sent contracts to, yeah. They said they wanted to sign up. They wanted us to send them the contract, and then they didn't. And what about did you – I know you didn't really do this yet, but have you considered offering to stay on the phone with them to sign that retainer during that consult? No, we haven't done that. Okay, so you know as well as I do, and for everyone listening out there, there are plenty of people – who have a real interest in moving forward with you, but then life gets in the way and they get distracted and they have other responsibilities and they have to homeschool their children and they have to do food shopping. And the idea of taking time out of their day or in the evening when they're exhausted to sign a document and potentially pay more money to you, it becomes so much less important than when they're meeting with you. And we have to capitalize, no matter what change you make here, Jim, we have to capitalize on the fact that when we have them, we've got to bring them all the way in. That's fair. I agree with you. So let's talk about, I'm going to leave the ball in your court for a second. Based upon what we have discussed, what would you have done differently, assuming that all options are on the table with those, with, with all 12, or let's call them eight out of 12, Actually, 10 out of 12, because you said uh, two of them would have disqualified. With the 10 that would have qualified, what would you have tried to do differently, assuming you had the resources? Well, I mean, I almost am ashamed to admit this, but our follow-up with people who we actually even send contracts to is sort of hit and miss, right? So we sort of 
are being passive there, Gary, where we do have like an automated email that goes out like every three days for two weeks. Like when we send people a contract, it says that it expires within two weeks. So I would say our system is we probably have two emails that automatically go out to them and then a call from our bookkeeper who's basically trying to figure out is this person going to sign up or not? And if not, then we'll just forget about them. That's the honest truth. Okay. Let's stop accepting that and let's make a change. Okay. okay. You know, Jim, if you, you met with these folks, you heard that the owner of the law firm met with these folks, the face of the law firm met with these folks. You wanted this case after you met with these folks. Yeah. We are still, even if we hang up with the claimant or, or hang up right, we've got to be aggressive in our efforts to get it signed. There should be someone that calls same day after you speak with them. I know you spoke with Jim from our office, and Jim discussed your case with me. As he told you, this is definitely a case we think we can assist you with. The next step is to get this signed and have us begin an investigation. I'm sure he talked to, talk to you about costs. We can help you. That call has to be made same day and every day for the next three days and then every other day for the next week. Yeah, and I hate to say it, Gary, but it's almost like I dive back into the next day's consult. So we do, I do consults on Tuesday, Thursday, a couple on Friday, and then on Saturday. And so I'm just jumping into the next one instead of trying to maximize the ones that I already had. That's always been. Yeah. But you shouldn't be the one following up anyway, Jim. You can't. Lawyers can't follow up. They got too much going on. Yeah. You've got to have someone, you know, from an intake, your intake team or a follow-up team, whatever you want to call it, there's got to be someone who's responding. You have enough work to have somebody just do follow-ups. It's The cost of it is completely justified, given your uh, given how many cases you want, how many leads you're getting, and, and how much you're getting paid from each of these folks. Okay. Yeah. If you, on any given day... I mean, one day you had 10 people you wanted as a client. Each of those 10 people paid $100. It took time out of their day. On any given day, how many folks are you guys, remind me, how many folks would you guys like to sign as a client? 50 a month, so like two a day. Okay. That's that's certainly, that can be handled, the follow-up on that. You know, let's, let's, let's rewind. Let's circle back now. Okay, because I, what I'm going to want you to start to do here, Jim, is I'm going to want you to start to test it out a little bit. I'm going to want you to start to see what's working and what's not, because I promise you um, the way you're doing it can be improved upon so much that you're not going to lose much. You're probably going to gain a lot by trying new things. So first and foremost, what we, what we have to start doing better, regardless if you change the retention uh, practices, let's start backwards. Let's start following up a lot more aggressively. Same day, every day the next three days. Let's get text messages, text messaging going, hopefully within your system. Hey, this is Gary from Jim Hacking's office. I know you met with Jim earlier today. We'd love to have you as a client. We think we can help out. Can you get in a call? We can tell you the next steps, whatever that is. We got to get that involved. Okay. I agree. Okay, we got to fix the follow up. They make it more aggressive, prolong it, give it to someone who we trust in handling that responsibility. That's the first thing that I think you could do immediately without any real pressure on you uh, in changing the process. Okay. Let's let's change the dialogue. Let's find let's start qualifying and disqualifying cases on the first call based upon that stripping that you and I talked about. 
Okay. You know, let's see who qualifies, who doesn't disqualify. And those who qualify uh, to the extent that you, you know, we, I think that's what you want to talk about. Do you want to transfer to an attorney or, or do you talk about the cost first? We can talk about that in a moment. But let's at least start using a qualification dialogue so that you're not wasting your time with two of the, with an hour of your time, by the way, which is very valuable, right. with, like you said last week, two of the people that would have been disqualified. Right. Okay. I'm down with that. Okay. The, 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 and those two things, quite frankly, I'm going to challenge you to start those in the next week. Okay. I am. I'm going to say, why not? Do it for one day. Do it for one morning or one afternoon. Do it for one call. Do it for one interview or one claimant. You know, I want you to start seeing some results. I want you to start because, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to uh, make your head any bigger. Right. You're a smart guy. You're a personable guy. You're obviously filling a tremendous need and, and providing a tremendous resource uh, to people who need that service. Let's start doing it better. You know, just do it. You're going to be very happy with the results if you start trying to do it better. Of the 12 last of the 10 last week, I can picture two right now who really just need a little bit of pushing. And I'm always so passive on that. Right. So I, I like the idea of doing that. I mean, even if that's what we work on just this week is. Everybody who does an actual consult without changing our model, everyone who does a consult, if if the lawyer says yes or maybe, have them follow up, like you said, every day for three days and then every other day for a week. I mean, that's that's something that's doable in our system. We have the ability to text or to call, all that stuff. And just putting that at the top of the list. I, I See, I've always had the next set of consults at the top of the list. And, and I, I, we probably need more help, Gary, because the two people I have just doing – Scheduling people for consults are scrambling right now. So there's probably another job out there for someone to just do the actual follow-up from consults we already had. So it's it's really cool. What you're bringing up is really interesting. You have always been a responder. I'm there if you need me. Call me. I'm there if you need me. Call me. It's time to be a proactive sales team for your firm, right? Not only am I there if you need me. But I'm here right now, and I want you as a client. I'm going to keep calling you because based on what you told me, I want you as a client. I don't, I'm don't. i not just here if you need me. I'm also here because I think it can help you. So I'm going to keep following up with you because I think I can help you. Okay. We've got to change that shift a little bit. Do you, do you find this? Am, am I unusual in that, Gary? I don't know if you're unusual in that. I think you're unusual in that you really are doing it because you're a nice guy. Yeah, and, and and you really are just trying to help people who want to be helped. What I see from a different mentality but a similar result is lawyers who are very egotistical and think that they don't have to follow up because if somebody wants them, they'll keep calling them and they don't have to worry about all that follow-up. And it's almost like two different paths that get you to the same result, which is poor follow-up. Uh, one is because you, you think you're being too aggressive and you're nice. And the other is because, you know what, they want me. If they want me, they'll call me back. Two different routes. The reality is regardless of which person you are, ego or really nice, you have to understand that this is a business. And at the end of the day, you can do all the good in the world, but I promise you there is a lot of benefit in not only doing good, but doing it well, you know, and, and maximizing your business and improving and growing your business. So that you have to, you have to think about it that way. Okay, I agree. Hey guys, it's Becca here. 
I'm sure you've heard Jim and Tyson mention the Guild on the podcast and in the Facebook group. That's because we're seeing some really exciting things happening with Guild members and their businesses. The Guild is this perfect mix of a community, group coaching, and a mastermind. Inside, you'll gain support, tap into a network of connections, and continue learning, a common theme among successful entrepreneurs. There are so many benefits inside the Guild, including weekly live events and discounts to all Maximum Lawyer events. Head over to MaximumLawyer.com forward slash the Guild to check out all of the benefits and watch a few testimonials from current members. Investing in a community is like the self-care of business ownership. Being in a community with other people who get it is crucial when you're creating a rock-solid foundation to build your business on, one that's strong enough to withstand setbacks, transitions, and growth. So head to MaximumLawyer.com and click on the Guild page to join us. Now, let's get back to the episode. So the following up is something you could begin doing almost immediately. I want you to think about the dialogue that uh, that you, I want you to start using uh, almost immediately. And then let's talk about the big question for you here, which is someone calls up, they qualify, you tell them they qualify, what happens next? You know, we discussed the possibility of, you know, stop, stop just treading water here, start swimming. You know, stop just bringing them in slowly and then bring them in all the way. To stop the $100 request to meet with somebody and tell them they qualify, tell them you'd like to help, tell them the cost of that help, and tell them how they can, uh, how you can start helping them. Right? That's the goal. Here's, you qualify, we can help, here's the cost for the help, here's how we start the help. And that's what we want to get done in the first call. That's the goal, right? Yep. So how does it work? So you have to, we have to figure out how comfortable that person that they're speaking with. See, in my mind, I think it goes like this. I think it works like this. Because you already have attorneys involved as a consult. So they're already comfortable speaking with claimants. Now, we may have to get them a little bit more aggressive speaking with claimants so that they can convert a lead into a client, but that's for another day. What we want to do here is, if it qualifies, we want to tell a claimant, the person who just spoke with them, hey, Mrs. Jones, so based on the answers to the questions you just questions you just provided, you qualify for representation, which means we think we can help you, which means we have experience helping people just like you. So here's the next step. What I'm going to do now is uh, I'm going to I'm going to going to one transfer you to a lawyer in our office who's going to tell you the cost of our services and also tell you how you can become a client. Now that goes to the lawyer and the lawyer says Mr. Jones, I just spoke with Jennifer who told me about your case. I understand you're having a visa issue. Good news here is, as Jennifer told you, we handle visa issue cases all the time. Here's what it is. The cost is $3,500, $5,500. Here's how you can pay. What you get from us is the moment you start, you sign our document, which I can get to you right now while we're on the phone, is my team can start working on this case for you immediately. And I want you to get a better sense on what you can expect out of this deal. You know, from our experience, Here's what we expect is going to happen. Here's the process. Here's how long it's going to take. Here's what we're going to need from you. I will also tell you that it's really difficult to do these things. We've been doing it for X amount of years. We have X amount of people available to us. So let's uh, let's get this started today. And you've got to be aggressive enough to say it that way. Uh, and if you do, uh, you're now putting it into their hands to move forward. And so, so at that point, the lawyer would be pushing them to sign the, the mini agreement, which is the investigation agreement, 
or or they're the lawyers getting them to sign the big pay the pay contract. The pay so contract. that's up to you. That's up to you. You know, we talked about it both ways, and I got I'm still trying to understand what your comfort level is. You know, if you're nervous that people are going to balk at paying money, you know, right away, then start with the investigative retainer, get them signed, have someone do a basic investigation, tell them, hey, yeah, after looking at this, doing this basic investigation, this is definitely something we can help you out with, um, and here's the cost. You know, at some point you might say, Gary, I think it's worth just telling them how much the cost is, and let's get this thing signed right, try to get this thing signed right away. So it's up to you. You want to do baby, you want to take baby steps, or you want to take a leap? Either way, I think it's going to work. What do you think? Um, I think that you should try out the co- – well, let me ask you this question. I'll throw it back to you now. What percentage of the people that you have a consult with get look at you like you're crazy when you tell them the cost of your services? 20%. 20%. And what's, what's, your, what's your response to that? Well, I mean the- – they're just they just sort of say I mean a lot sometimes they'll act like they can pay or that it's not an issue but then but you know it just sort of fizzles out. So here here's I would like for you to tell them I'd like for you to start and tell them at the outset after you hear about the case this is the cost let's get this started today and then if they say no or they hesitate you know uh, that's where you know you could even go the other way around if you really wanted to and try say you know what. And I, I wouldn't recommend doing this, but I want you to know it's in your back pocket if you wanted to use it. You know what? I know it's a lot of money for you. Why don't we get you started, started on, a, uh, on an investigative retainer? There's no cost to it. It allows us to put a, a couple of hours of work into this case for you at no cost, and then we'll let you know whether it's something we have, you know, we really think we can help you out with. And, and then you come back to them the next day and say, yes, yeah, so we looked into this. This is something we can help you out with, but this is the cost. I can't move it. Uh, but I do want you to know that we did a little bit more work than we did just on the phone call, and now the ball's in your court. You either want us or you don't. I can't move the pricing. Uh, that's one way to go. Um, I, you know, I, I keep thinking, I really do, I keep thinking, like, the cost is what the cost is. No one's doing it for free. And if they try to do it on their own, they're going to mess up the majority. So I get that. And, and I, I'd like to, you know, for one day, you have the opportunity here, Jim, and I say this, without any, any uh, disrespect to you and your firm, your company, you've lost enough cases given your current process that you can test it out. Try it for one day. Try it for, for the for next five people. Uh, and, but you got to do it with confidence. Hey, Mr. Jones, so the cost here is $5,500. We can get started today. I can send it to you today. I will tell you time is of the essence. This isn't something you want to sit on. I'm sure you know the consequences of this as much as I do. I'll also tell you that we handle cases like this every single day. So there's no reason to be uh, nervous about it or hesitate. If I'm trying to do that intermediate step of having the investigation before they talk to the attorney or before we talk about cost, isn't that just sort of like a baby step and I should just probably just rip off the Band-Aid and get right to it? Isn't that what you're encouraging me to do, don't you think? I am. I am. Um, in, in an ideal world, Jim, you call up, you know, these folks need an immigration attorney. They know that. They reached out to you. When I need, when my computer breaks and I need a computer and I, and I, and I go on Amazon or I go to the business, whatever company, you know, nearby and I type in the computer I want, it doesn't say, you know, why don't you tell me what you're comfortable paying here? And why don't you tell me, you know, let's, let's talk about it. It says, here's the damn price. You want it and you want it delivered by tomorrow. You want to pick it up by tomorrow. This is the cost. So either pay for it or don't. 
And the immigrations, you know, to a degree, isn't it the same thing? They need an immigration attorney. They need one. They can't do it themselves. You know, you may lose out to somebody else who charges less, and I get that. I totally get that concern. But the cost is what the cost is, and you've never done a case for free. Right. So let's not make a big deal out of it, I guess, is my point. They know there's a cost associated with it. I think I've always had this reluctance to separate out the people who just want answers to their questions versus the people who want to actually hire us. And that's something you picked up on the first time we chatted was that, you know, I'm always trying to help everybody. So getting to who's actually potentially a client faster is something that's really important. And, and, and you're right. We have lost a lot of cases, this method that we're using. So why not try something different? That's one way to look at it. And on top of that, we can also say that I have lots of leads coming in. So I have lots of different ways to test it. Right. So like, so what if I lose a lead or two under this new approach because I'm losing leads anyway, right? Right, but 100% right. But it's also because I believe in the system. So it's not like you're just trying something just for the heck of it. I believe that it's going to work. I think, and deep down, I think you believe it's going to work. But it's a big change, and that's why you're hesitating right now. I do think you should rip the Band-Aid off. Ideally, I see claimant calling up, someone saying they qualify, warm transferring to an attorney, attorney reassuring them that they qualify, attorney saying this is the cost, attorney then saying I'm going to bring you back to my intake person who's going to get you our retainer and get the credit card information from you, and by the time you end this phone call today, you're going to be a new client, and then you have nothing to worry about. That's how I envision this going down. Yeah, I mean... I think it has lots of pluses to it, including, you know, lawyer time is going to be more productive. You know, we're going to screen out a lot of the the looky loos and the tire kickers. I think I think I'm, I'm willing to try this for sure. And I'll go one step further, Jim. Like you have an opportunity here because I frankly don't think you need to be on these on these console calls. However, you can have tremendous amount of value in what if your lawyers tell you, listen, I just spoke with uh, John Jones. Looks like it's a case we could definitely handle, but they kind of got nervous about the cost. Phone call from you could go a long way. You know, Jim Hacking of the Hacking Law Offices. And I think that's where you become almost like a closer for those claimants who are hesitating. The tipping point. Yeah. I like that. I like, And I'd like, to, I'd like to get out of doing consults. My wife's like, you're at work for, for four hours doing consults straight on Saturdays, and it's, you know, it's tough on the family. So. Yeah, I, I think, listen, I, I love you as a closer. I love any named partner as a closer because, um, you know, you go into a car dealership, you've heard me say this analogy before. Yeah. You go into a car dealership and you, uh, you speak with a salesperson and you think you knocked them down, best price you can get, and they think they got something real close. And then you say at the end, you know what, appreciate it. Let me just go back to my spouse and share some of this information with her. And they say to you, whoa, whoa, whoa. before you leave, let me introduce you to the manager. Why do they do that? They do that because they don't want you leaving without keys in your hand and a check in theirs, right? So it's almost like you get that title and you have the real title. You're the owner of the offer. You're taking time out of your busy day to speak with someone you know you can help and who you might need to convince it's, it's worth the cost because if they try to do it themselves, you've seen way too many times people hurt themselves and it could, it could be, there could be tremendous consequences for trying to do it themselves. And that's a real fear. I have to believe, you know, when you're talking immigration, you're, again, this is not my field of practice. And so I am coming into this very uneducated. But I do believe that if you have an immigration issue, that's scary. That's really scary. You may have family. You may have a real life here. And you might be, 
I don't know, worst case scenario, facing some sort of deportation or something, if you don't have all your X's and, uh, you know, T's crossed and I's dotted. Right. right. So sure. it's a pretty serious thing. It's not buying a computer. It's more serious than buying a computer. All right. So we have the pre-qualifying script. We've already nailed that down. We were both very happy with that. And now it's time for the warm transfer. Can you walk me through one more time how that conversation is going to go between the attorney and the potential client? Yeah, so um, I would not yet have my intake person talk about the cost. So your intake person qualifies. We've got, got, got to give him or her really great language. Mrs. Jones, thanks for taking a couple minutes. Here's the best part of the conversation. You qualify. You qualify for representation. We handle cases like yours every single day. Uh, you know you're in good hands. You've seen our ads. Uh, this is all we do. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to warm transfer you to one of our attorneys. The reason I'm doing that is because um, I want you to hear from an attorney's mouth that we can help you, number one. Number two, they're going to tell you the cost associated with our services. And number three, they're also going to tell you how we can get started today on your behalf. So you have, you have two more minutes? Sure, I do. Okay. And now the claimant is really satisfied, A, being told they qualify, B, being told that their, their, their call is being promoted to another level, C, being told how things can get started, right? Attorney gets, and, and I'll stop there because you asked about that warm transfer. That's how the warm transfer should go. I love that. that. No, that's perfect. And I can see how someone would feel like they're being puffed up a little bit. I can see that. Yeah, for right. sure. So then what? Okay, attorney gets on the phone, regurgitates and reassures. Regurgitates some of the details that they were just provided by intake. Mrs. Jones, I understand you're having a ABC issue. I know that Jennifer told you we can help. She's right. We deal with ABC issues every single day. Now, let me tell you real quick about the cost. It's a very simple cost. It's $35, $45, $5,500 for our services. Here's what you get with those services. This is a normal pricing structure for pricing structure for immigration cases. I will tell you that cases like yours, they do require a lawyer. Too often people try to do it themselves, they fail, and you know the consequences as well as I do. And so what, I, what I'll do now is I'm going to send you our agreement, which basically gives us permission to represent you. I'm also going to put you back on the phone with Jennifer, who's uh, going to ask you for your credit card information, assuming you want to move forward. And more, most importantly, I'm going to see if you have any questions right now. Do you have any questions for me? And that's how that call goes. Okay. And then kick it back to intake for them to sort of follow up on getting them the agreement and the payment. Just because you don't need your lawyers wasting time on the technical side, you're probably messing it up anyway, but yeah. I mean, it certainly it certainly elevates the lawyers to a higher status thing, and it makes, it makes the call have a higher perceived value. I think so. I think the, and the lawyers may like their jobs more. Okay, and so then, then you think the intake people stay on the phone with them and email them the contract. I mean, we have it all set up technologically where we can get them the contract. They can look at it on their phone. They can sign it right there. We could do that. That is the gold standard. Why not start there? Are you going to get everybody to sign that retainer on the first call? Of course not. That's where the follow-up comes into play and the aggressive follow-up comes into play. But how cool will it, will it be if the second day you do this, you sign a case on the first call? They go, whoa, this is doable. Whoa, let's do this more. Yeah. 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 Once I know it's doable, and I believe you. I don't not believe you. But I know. you got to see it. Yeah, yeah. You guys, yeah, I once did a consult for a law firm. Actually, it was right before this, this pandemic. I may have talked about it with you once before. Went to a law firm, and they were not doing any electronic signing. And 
the pandemic was just more of like, here's going on the other side of the world. No one was really worrying about it uh, in the States yet. It was probably, this must have been Jan- January, February. And during my consult, they got two retainers signed while on the phone. And I, and I stood next to them over their shoulder, walked them through it, and I'll say this, and I'll say that. And then the pandemic comes. And I spoke to the law firm. It was like perfect timing for them because they were able to get electronic retainers in the mix weeks before the pandemic. And now here they are working remotely and getting cases signed up electronically. So it was like just a perfect uh, timing thing for them. But they got to see it. Same day that I was there, you will see this very quickly, very quickly. As quick as you would put your credit card out there for that new computer within five minutes of research. So, you know, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I'm a member of Strategic Coach. So that's Dan Sullivan, and, and I've been going there for a couple of years. And one of the things he talks about a lot is that whenever we have a problem or something that we need solved, we always want to do it ourselves. And then we should, instead of asking, instead of asking uh, how, we we should be asking who, right? So who? So my question is, do you is this something that your company actually helps with the the follow up part, or is this something that you think we need to keep internal? Um, my company can certainly help with stuff like this, but from a follow-up standpoint, right now, I would recommend for you guys to do this internally. I want you, I really want you to understand this because at the end of the day, Jim, you're going to do it better than anybody else. Yeah, I believe that. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm going to need a dedicated follow-up person because, or I mean, I guess we'll see how it's, it plays out, but right now the two people doing intake are pretty stretched. So adding this on to the, and putting putting this as their priority over on top of what they're already doing, I think they're going to need some help. Yeah, I think so too. But like I said, I think you're going to see the uh, yeah. ROI in that very quickly. Yeah. All right. So here's my marching orders for next week. I'm going to transcribe this call that you and I had today. I'm going to build out a script for the warm transfer and for the lawyers. And then we'll, then we'll test it out this week and I'll let you know next Thursday how it went. I'm excited, man. That's great. And by the way, reach out to me throughout the week. Text, call, email me if you have any questions. I want to make sure we you're not you're not left by yourself out there. But I'm excited for you because I, I do see that the results are going to come. I believe they're going to come right away. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'll let you know. You got it. Jim, I'll talk to you soon, bud. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. The Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, more content. Go to MaximumLawyer.com Have a great week and catch you next time.